next season. No. I don't want to get married. Janet dashes down the aisle. Nobody sees me! To save Jack and Vicky's relationship. We can live together. Live together? How could you even think of such a thing? Will Janet make it to the altar? Can Jack change Vicky's mind? Don't touch me, Vicky. Don't touch my daughter. What will become of Terry? Confused? The minister's here! Are you ready? You won't be next season when Three's Company becomes Three's a Crowd. Welcome to the final episode of the Nightfly Podcast with David Juskow. Hello, how are you? You know, yes, final episode of the Nightfly. We're just changing the name as uh, they did in uh, When Three's Company Becomes Three's a Crowd. <laughs> of course, that didn't last very long, so we could change it back whenever we want, but I thought it would be appropriate to end with a Donald Fagan song off the Nightfly trilogy. Something called Big Noise New York, which uh, just gives us a little... Uh, a little uh, foreshadowing into Just Cow in the City, which will be the exact same show. And you know what? I'm just going to cut the music right now and tell you what's been going on because, uh, I, you know, I did not want to make this. Uh, I got too many things going in my life that are changing in a bad way, and I don't like change. I'm Dave Juskow. I'm regulated. I accepted my bowel movements. It, 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 thank you. Um, no, I, you know, I like Monday night wings. I like to do it a certain time. I like to do it Saturday. Saturdays, they do this. Mondays, they do this. You know what I'm saying? So any kind of change... Like Sheldon Cooper is trouble for me. It is problematic, but um, you know, you know, my uh, the people moving out of my building and everybody leaving and the job changing and all this stuff, and then of course, finally, my mother moving and and changing the name. So I wanted to be very clear. You know, I think if I had had more time, maybe we would have made a bigger deal about it stuff. Because here, here's what happened. Here's the story today. I'm not prepared. I mean, of course, I'm always prepared, but I'm not completely prepared the way I want to because this past week, unfortunately, you know, my mother messed up uh, all of uh, all of my arrangement. Now, I don't have anything to do, so technically this was a perfect time for my mother to move, but I have these little things to do, like preparing for a podcast or, um, well, that's it pretty much, but... Um, you know, I was down there this past time. We're recording this on a Saturday. It comes out Tuesday, the final episode of the season. Until we just change the name, everything will be the same, obviously. Yes, you, you love it, right? I mean, why change what's perfect and the people will come? For the last three days, I've been going back and forth to uh, move my mother out of her house to the new one. Now, do you want to hear any of this? I don't know. But I have to tell you because uh, that's unfortunately why nothing's going on. So, like, I'm like... All right, so I was going to have Molly Heckerling on as the final guest, right? Because that would have been great because, you know, then you have the kind of a the circle of life as we had her mother on at the final podcast last year. And then we have her talking more about 
what it is like growing up with uh, the the woman who wrote my favorite movie of all time and uh, a, a father who uh, also wrote one of my favorite movies of all time. So really no way to lose and something uh, for both of them I quote on a daily basis and for me and uh, uh, fortunately you guys too, uh, we're always going to find that completely fascinating. So a, sib- uh, a, a spawn that doesn't mind talking about her very unbelievable, not just famous, but this isn't like talking to the Kardashians, although that would be interesting. Tell us about your father that got off OJ. Let's not, let's face it. If we were able to get to Kim or Courtney or Khloe Kardashian and they didn't mind talking about their father, uh, you know, and about the OJ trial, we'd be interested in that too. So these are the things that interest us. Uh, the, the, the night fly just got slash just got on the city uh, new listeners hope I can't imagine anybody would leave because I changed the name, right? I mean, you guys are sticking with me, right? I mean, I know uh, my, you know, the Patreon folks are are staying. Uh, we know that because you were already like unbelievably, uh, you know, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, uh, funding this, uh, the opportunity for me to bring this podcast to you. So I can't imagine. Wouldn't that be funny if uh, you guys like that? I didn't know you were going to change the name, and I just this is just too gay. I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, so anyway, this whole thing, I went, uh, all week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to move. And I got to tell you yesterday, I know I've been talking about my mother and how much I hate her on this podcast for, I don't know, seven years. Right. And you know, I've cooled off on that just cause, um, I guess it had to do with the grandkids and her selfishness. And we've talked about this before. And now we have a kind of different relationship, I guess, ever since I've gotten fired and I've relaxed a little bit and had more time to go visit her and spend more time in that. The grandkids are grown up, so she's not a horrible grandmother, which she definitely is and was. And why that should bother me. They're not my kids. It really doesn't. But it's just uh, it's just so the selfishness um, will always drive me crazy. You know, I like kind, nice people and I try and be a, a kinder, nicer person. And I've tried very hard my whole life because I'm such an asshole or was, and maybe still I am sometimes, but I, I do try very hard to do polite things and, and be polite to people, but there's always going to be uh, the asshole part of me that I can't get rid of and <laughs> that you love. So the juxtaposition, the juxtaposition, what? Um, oh my God, that's what I should call the podcast. Just cow pigeon. Jessica position the just no um anyway you know we've been spending more time together i go down there once a week now where i was going down maybe every three weeks or whatever because i had a job and i had to work and i could only go down saturdays so so uh you know whatever that's the way it works right or maybe my sister was going down more then and then we switched off or whatever but and then this move happened and i'm telling you i took over the move i took over the move i didn't she was doing everything herself but as you know Things were getting mixed up, so, and I'm not good at this stuff, or maybe I am, because I can, but I can only concentrate on one thing at a time. So, just really quickly about the podcast. So, I had Molly Heckerling scheduled for recording today, which again Saturday the uh, 18th, and this comes out on the 21st. And don't forget to watch our football show tonight. Uh, of course, last week, as I said, Mark Norman, Tom Tucker, totally canceled. No big deal. They were easily replaced by uh, the amazing Fred Stoller, who's so sweet, and um, and my best friend now, Nick Griffin. So good riddance. I mean, I'd love to have them back sometime, but what are you going to do? And this week we have uh, Paul Lauren. He's going to play a couple of little holiday tunes, which will be super fun. That's always fun. 
And then um, our favorite guy in the whole world, Alex Hulkin. You can't lose. And next week, Bonnie McFarland. So all good stuff. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm keeping the show going. I think I'm going to try and keep the show going until Super Bowl, but I'll cut it down to an hour. Um, I don't know. And then I think I'll stop it. I think I'll stop it. Well, although with everything happening again, maybe I should keep a virtual show going. I don't know. I don't think they're going to lock things down again. But with Broadway closing, with uh, the Christmas Spectacular canceled, possibly New Year's canceled, that would be great. The mayor's last. This mayor, Mayor de Blasio, if you've heard of it in New York City, is leaving. His last day of work is December 31st, and he's planning on canceling. Uh, Times Square, which would be hilarious, only because he wants to run for governor, which, of course, is every has everybody laughing from every state because everybody knows what, it, you know, it, it, wherever you're from, if you're from Cincinnati or Montana or wherever, everyone knows about the people that run the big city. So everybody does know. Obviously, everybody knew Andrew Cuomo at this point. And you know Mayor de Blasio, and I don't know the mayor of L.A. because he hasn't been in the bid, but we know Governor Newsom, right? So we, we know these things. So everyone knows Mayor de Blasio of New York City is a complete douchebag. So it would be a hilarious fuck you on the way out to cancel New Year's. I'm, of course, all up for it. But uh, it would be kind of funny if you're trying to run for governor to pull one last fuck you, and then you're trying to run for governor. You really are an incompetent, out-of-touch douchebag. Um, so that's hilarious. I don't know why, but, uh, everything's closing down again. Unfortunately, my friend Dave Bryan's show, which I, somebody announced to me on Tuesday on the Tuesday show in the chat room that his musical Diana closed. I didn't get a chance to see it. So I was trying to see it on Thursday, but then this thing with my mom happened, which when I'm talking about the thing with my mom, yes, she was moving out of her place. Is this interesting? I don't know. I just have to tell you what's been golfing me. So, so I was supposed to have Molly Heckling. I were going to do a little, you know, interview and stuff. And then. Alga really wanted to come. Alga Neymar wanted to come on this podcast with her friend Courtney, possibly, and talk about it. And I don't know whether this is interesting to you guys, so maybe you could let me know if you would be interested in this. I'm always interested in this stuff. But one of the women we mentioned on this podcast, we alluded to it on the podcast about two weeks ago, stole her boyfriend, uh, Dove. You know, just, I, I, I don't mind mentioning the name. Nobody cares. But she stole him, and in a really obvious evil way and it's very interesting and now there's all these events happening because of it which is really mean she's also this woman is besmirching Olga's name in a way uh and it's 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 fascinating when you see this kind of thing happen out of high school (laughs) you know what i mean uh and she wanted to come on and talk about i'm like you do you want to come on and talk about it? Because she's like, I don't want to talk about it. It's embarrassing. But she wanted it to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I was, again, I'm looking out my window and they have the building across the street. These, t- <laughs> these two kids, the two little kids, they're riding bicycles. And I just saw the little girl just pile right into her brother on the bicycle. <laughs> and they just fell over. I mean, everybody's okay. But it was hilarious. I watched the whole thing happen. It's like SantaCon last week. Anyway. Uh, so she wanted to come on and talk about it. I'm like, well, that's a good way, but is it a good way to end the... Uh, every, they're back and riding in. Everybody's fine. Uh, to end the night flight. But then I said to myself, well, I don't want to just... And I don't want to have a big production about just ending a name change, you know? Because this whole thing will make me sad. So I don't want to do that. And um, oh, and by the way, their father was out there. So it's, it's not that big a deal. Um, anyway, uh, 
so I don't know. And it was, I was like, is that the appropriate one to end the season with the Molly one was, but I, can I have all of them on? Is it too much? Is it enough? I don't know. But I do love that kind of talk. I love when you have really pretty girls on, like um, my friend, you know, Sophie Ponchak, who came on that time talking that she can't find a man in the city. For me, that's completely fascinating. Uh, I know you guys like when I do the podcast by myself, which is why I was like, you know, let me just do it by myself today because that's what everybody likes anyway. Obviously, you have to mix it up. You put on 52, uh, 50 shows a year. You know, you want to mix it up a little bit every once in a while, but I figured this last show, it should just be between you and me. And I just didn't have the time. So I called Molly yesterday and I said, you told me to remind you we're going to tape it two o'clock tomorrow. And she's like, oh, no, I, I have a book. And I'm like, ah, you know what? That's all right. She's like, can you do it at three? I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know what? I was actually kind of hoping you would say you couldn't do it because I'm busy. I'm not going to be home till later. I think I got home at like 10 or 11 last night. And then to, you know, get all the research on with the question I want to ask, it's not that big a deal, but I, I was just like, you know what? Let me just do it. Let me just do it this way. And Olga never even got back. Cause I, when I realized, I said, okay, can you do it at noon? I'm like, what am I asking her to do it at noon? She was headlining at Governor's. She ain't waking up till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So whatever, right? I just didn't have the time because here's, here's what's been happening, right? I told you there was this. So I'm, I'm trying to get everything accomplished. I'm talking to all these people. At my mother's. I go down there Wednesday because the movers are starting to pack stuff up, right? So I get there. I don't know what time I get there, whatever. Or So people are coming to do construction and they're packing. And the movers, um, they have this thing uh, called Byron Home. And, they, and what they do is they, they I talk to the, own, the owner guy and they have people come and help senior citizens downsize and move into these communities it's a really good service i was talking to the guy who owns it and he goes yeah my mother started it you know and uh it's a really good thing these people were fantastic worth every penny they're really nice they're very cute you know what i'm talking about very pretty um and uh they oh my god were they helpful and they know how to deal with crazy old people and uh it was boy it was great watching them work so in the meantime, while they're doing that, we're getting all these things done. Like the people who are buying the house had these four things, and I'm talking to the attorney too, and uh, they have these things that need to be done. And I'm calling the plumber, the electrician, the builder, the attorney, the landscaper, that's five things, and I think there's more, to try and get these things done by December 31st. And I also extended the date of the closing. I did this all on my own, which I'm so proud of myself because... You know, I, I again, I was looking at my high school transcript, which, again, I was going to show you, but I promise I'll show it to you. It is really funny. So, um, uh, so you know, this is hard for me to deal with because uh, I'm not a multitasker, but I'm trying to be for my mother and handle all these things. And like I said, they have this open permit, and now you have to get an update to the permit because nobody was told that there was a bathroom downstairs, which, of course, is all due to my goddamn sister being a complete twat and i'm saying that in the sense here's how it circles around and it's all really my mother's fault the thing about this my mother she's going through stuff the lady's like do you want to keep this do you want to keep this she pulls out are you getting are you ready for this are you sitting down my mother pulls out a dvd she said dvd it's a dvd okay on the history of paper clips i'm not kidding you it's a dvd on the history of paper clips and she's like yeah i gotta take this and i'm like mom I didn't even know where to begin. And the, the girl who's working there is like looking at me. It's like, Mom, I, 
is it really necessary to keep the uh, the DVD on the history of paper clips? She says, yes, I know. I'm like, okay, think about what you're saying. This is why you're not going to be able to leave anything because if you're keeping a DVD on the history of paper clips, we're in big trouble. You know what I'm saying? For, first of all, there's nowhere for you to play this ever. <laughs> we're going to have to find this uh, streaming somewhere if, it, if you love it that much. Like if she said, it's my favorite documentary of all, do you know that, then she goes, do you know that the paper clip was for, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> what, are you fucking kidding me? You know, you're going to tell me the history of paper clips. We're trying to get everything together. We got three fucking days. The movers are coming on Friday. Uh, and then of course, of course, we find out it's something, it has something to do with the fucking Holocaust. <laughs> the history of paper clips has something to do with the Holocaust. And then it all made sense. And then I'm just like, oh, I didn't know so. We packed it away. I don't know what it has to do. I don't know if the person who invented paper clips was in the Holocaust or whether the paper cl- the invention of paper clips helped save everybody from the Holocaust. I don't know. I didn't have time to look at the back, but it was pretty much the funniest thing I'd maybe ever heard in my life. And if I did it on stage, people would be like, what? What? That's not a real thing. That didn't really happen. He's just making that up. But it did. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, history of paper clips i don't know i don't know maybe I, I you know what maybe i should just do a podcast on the history of paper clips and then see what happens and see if there's more people like my mother who are like this is fit did you hear uh, dave just new podcast on the history of paper clips in fact that's what i should name the podcast anyway because it's really about nothing and that would draw people in because they're like they're kidding right wait i have to listen to this and then you just hear well it then just gets worse is he really talking about the history of paper clips so Anyway, because my mother is so Jewy, so Jewy, it uh, affected our family where my sister was brainwashed into saying she could only marry a Jew. How does this affect the toilet downstairs? That's the fascinating thing. You know how we love connections on this podcast. How does my sister wanting to marry a Jew affect the toilet downstairs that's holding up the sale of this house? Well, therein lies the history of paperclip's interesting tidbit. My sister was so adamant, and I've told you this before, but let's tell it again to some of our new listeners. My sister was so adamant about marrying a Jew because she's so goddamn brainwashed that that's the only thing that's happening. Meanwhile, when the entire world doesn't seem to give a shit anymore, I mean, black people are marrying white people. I mean, do, do you see what's going on here? So adamant that she's dating her now husband, so you know how this ends, so it's not a big deal. Uh, and she's like, listen, I just want you to know, because we're coming up on the anniversary, on New Year's Eve, that's the end of our relationship. Uh, we're, we're out. I can't marry you because you're Jewish. Now, I love you, but it ain't going to work out because you're not Jewish. And he's like, what, for real? Because I don't give a shit. Uh, now, sorry, that's the way I am. I've always been like that, and good luck to you. I mean, she is a scary, scary bitch, my sister. She's terrifying, and she did a lot of that this week, too, because we are terrified of her. And um, like the way sometimes my friends are terrified of me, but in a completely different way. Well, maybe it's not a different way. I apparently runs the family. Anyway, Beth's really scary because she's so like, no, nope, you're out. She breaks up with him and he moves to California because he's like, well, I got nothing here. I was in love with this girl. I still can't believe anybody would be in love with Beth. But uh, he's like, I'm in love with this girl. So my job gave me an opportunity for more money out in L.A., so I'm moving to Los Angeles. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll see you. So he's crushed. He moves out. And then Beth starts to miss him. And she starts dating other douchebags who, I, ladies, we all know, they're all out there. 
if you find a good man, you know, you really got to hop on that right away. I mean, that fitter, figuratively and literally. Thank you so much, folks. I'm here all week. So she start, then she starts asking all these people that married people that weren't Jewish, what, what do you think I should do? She had my uh, next door neighbor, the, the Lewis's. She asked Mrs. Lewis. She married because she was married to a Jew at first. Didn't work out. Then she married her high school sweetheart or the person that she wanted to marry, but she didn't marry because she wasn't Jewish. Like, what do you think I should do? What are you, what are you, what are you asking me? You know how it worked out for me. Go for it. And then she asks other people, you know, everybody's like, go for it. Then she asks Sarah's sister, who's a rabbi, and she's like, what are you talking about? No, you got to marry a Jew. And Sarah's sister's a very hip rabbi, but it's not for a rabbi to say, don't marry a Jew. So that's not, she's mad at Susan Silverman because she said, no, you should probably marry a Jew. But that's her job, to keep people Jewish. So that's not fair. That You know, why even ask uh, Sarah's sister that, you know? If you're going to ask a rabbi if you should marry a Jew or not, what are they supposed to tell you? It's their job to tell you don't do it. Don't get mad at uh, little Susan Silverman, who is a joy, because she's not telling you what you want to hear, and you already know what you're going to do. So she's like, all right, look, uh, things didn't work out with these other guys I'm sleeping with, and (laughs) I don't know why he took her back. Uh... And so maybe we can make some concessions. Uh, let me. Here's what I need from you if we're going to do this. You don't have to convert or anything, but uh, we got to go to temple three times a year. Uh, we got to raise the kids Jewish. And uh, I don't know. There's a third thing, right? And then he goes, that's fine. I just have one thing that we need a Christmas tree. And she's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Well, uh, sure, sure, sure. And then Christmas came, of course, no tree. You know, my sister, you know, you know, she went, whatever. They have one now, but it took like 10 years before she, you know, was okay with that. So, oh, and then I think the third stipulation was, and every once in a while, we got to lend my brother money. All right. Yeah, I've met him. I get it. So uh, <laughs> those were the stipulations. So she had to move out to L.A. Because he was like, well, I'm sorry, I moved. So she moves to L.A., has two kids, Dory and Liza, and... uh they're living in L.A., and they're having a nice time out there, and it was great for me. My sister ruined, but it all still goes back to my mother's fault, ruined what could have been a great life for all of us because when she was living out there, it was great for me. This was around 2000, 1999, 2000. Uh, it was great having family there because I am lonely and sad in California, so it was great that I could hang out with the kids and Beth, and we can you know, have family there. It was like really important. you know, like That made it different. So if they had stayed out there, I might have moved out there, and I think our mother would have moved with us, and everything could have been better because living out there is just better. It's nice weather, except now when it's uh, rainy and stormy. But that was before climate change or that we knew about climate change and how powerful it would be. So, again, uh, you know, all my sister's fault because what happened was then she was like, "Um, I, I need to go back. I miss my parents, and I don't know who says that. But I want free uh, child care. That's pretty much what it came down to, I think. It's not like she went back because she wanted to work. And then she's like, I, I miss the kids should have their grandparents. I, again, I don't know where that's coming from. So she made Matt move back. And before they could get their house together or find a house, they moved back in with my parents. And my dad built, had people big in and built the basement so they could live there and built a bathroom and a toilet and a sink and a shower in this basement so Beth and her family 
could live downstairs. It was right out of my three sons. And therein lies the issue. Uh, they never would have moved and they would have been on their own for all this time if it wasn't about Judaism. And so this bathroom, my dad opened a permit and then apparently never talked about the toilet, uh, but just talked about the construction of the bathroom. And then they found out because then you're supposed to inspect, have a guy come in and inspect it and close the permit. The permit was never closed and they didn't know about the turlet in there. I swear to God, the attorney we're using from Staten Island calls it a turlet. I am not joking. She's not even doing it as a joke. I'm like, you know, you keep saying turlet. You understand it's pronounced toilet, right? These are our attorneys. But anyway, so that's the issue. And then we have to update the permit, which is an issue like, how are you going to get this finished between Christmas and New Year's to include the turlet? And that's why it's been caused a whole big mess. But roundabout, it's all because my mother brainwashed my sister into having to marry a Jew and all this wouldn't have happened if not for my mother brainwashing my sister and my sister just being a complete asshole and not being able to think for herself. So really, it's all Beth's fault, but it can stem back to Rhoda and her rabbi grandfather. We can really take it all the way back to the Holocaust, uh, which probably would make my mother very happy. Uh, that's, the Holocaust has a lot to do with this because that's what made my mother say, we got to stick together, we got to stick together. So really, it does go back to the history of paper clips, We can look at the problems we're having in selling the house all because of that one DVD. Well, now that is the most fascinating story anyone's ever told in the history of paper clips. You're welcome, America. What a final episode this is. The worst episode ever. So I got to fill out all this paperwork and I go down to the, you know, township council and I and I'm talking to this lady on the phone. And then I go see, so I go like, well, I'll go see her in person. Maybe that'll help because I, you know, I'm very charming uh, when I need to be. And um, I'm like, so uh, are you seeing anybody? <laughs> That's what I have in the back of my mind. Yeah, this will work. Um, it's probably a lonely lady working at the clerk's bureau, you know. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, Susan's out to lunch. And I'm like, she's out to lunch. Yeah, she takes an hour for lunch. She takes an hour for lunch. Where's she going? There's all farmland here. Um Anyway, I went back and I filled it out and I'm like, you know, is there any way we can work this out? So I got I got all the people in and everything fixed, which is a miracle by Thursday before the move on Friday. But now we have to sit here and wait for an inspector to come in. Then it has to be fixed and then they have to come back to close the permit. Will it happen by December 31st? Stay tuned for the first episode of Just Cow in the City, which ironically will take place in New Jersey. Hey now. Anywho, uh, yesterday the movers came. I kept going back, right? So I kept leaving and I was staying much later than I thought. I kept getting home at like nine o'clock. And let me tell you something, driving back, I was following the Waze map. They take me through the Holland Tunnel. Oh my God. Because I was parking in my neighborhood instead of the garage, right? Because I can park on the street until eight in the morning knowing I got to leave it around 745. So I, um, but to go to my house, it must be, more difficult than because when i know i'm going to sit in traffic in the lincoln tunnel i don't really mind it because i'm expecting it and it tells me exactly how long it's going to be but they were really trying to take me on a better way because this time of the year with the tree and everything going across town is really really difficult it's a gridlock alert day as they call it 
So they were taking me through the Holland Tunnel and around Wall Street and all these places in Jersey City first and then to go through the tunnel and around Wall Street until I get, oh my God, it was so roundabout and it was like, I'm like, oh my God, what a day and I got to go back tomorrow and then do this all over again. So it was stressing me out. And we weren't eating or anything, which that was the best part. But then, of course, I ate when I got home, which is no good. Or I would know. I stopped. I remember I stopped one day to Burger King on the Turnpike. Um, it was awesome. I just sat in the car and ate. And it was really fun. <laughs> Still stupid. That's what you look for. I looked forward to just being alone in my car and um, not dealing with any of the stuff. So anyway. All right. So my mother's moving into this community, right? We all like it. It's a pretty good deal. And uh, oh, that's what happened on Thursday. I went with her to the place to sign a promissory note saying that the sale's going to go through and you have till a certain date. And I said, can you extend that date in any way? Because we just don't know what's going to happen. So they extended to January 4th. But the best part of the story is I said, listen, Rhoda, this place doesn't close. You understand this move is for nothing because you're out on the street on January 1st. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that could happen, and that's hilarious. I don't know why. Like, she's in her apartment for, like, two days, and then she's got to leave. It could totally happen. They're like, well, I was like, well, what's the... I'm going to talk to the people there. I'm like, well, what's the, you know, end-all scenario? Like, she's out on the street? Like, well, we don't like to put it that way. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That makes me laugh. So I'm talking to all these people at the new place, right? And we go there Thursday to sign the note. That's why I figured I better go down. Beth's like, Beth was going to go. And she's like, you know, you've been talking to everybody. Why don't you go? It'll be better. And it's a good thing I did because I remained calm the entire time. Apparently, there was supposed to be a shower in her room. It was a bathtub. And she started to cry. And um, I didn't raise my voice, you know. And um, I'm like, look, there seems to be a problem. There was a bunch of stuff. She's moving in tomorrow. Where are the blinds? Where's all the stuff you promised us? This room is not in uh, good condition to move in. So there's, there's always just lovely people that work there. They're used to senior citizens just getting angry and cranky at everything. So they were all very sweet. And because it wasn't ready, I'm like, well, is there anything we can do? Because this is a kind of a major foul-up. Now she has to have construction. I said, I think I know what we can do. She has to. Maybe she can live in this room while you're fixing this. Uh, but that's a real, you know, that's a pain in the ass for somebody making a major move. So they got rid of the moving fees. And the people that came, they were like, we'll take care of it. And I'm like, you know what? You're all right. That's a very nice thing to do. I can't. That's very, very kind of you. Thank you very much. Oh, boy. And that that was great. I mean, we saved so much money. I mean, they t- think about that, right? Uh, those people were getting paid by the hour. It was going to cost a lot. And they took care of it, which was really great, right? So these people are really nice. We handled it. We were talking. It was getting a little upsetting. And then everything was handled yesterday we have the move the movers are nothing but nice i'm tipping everybody with you know no money but i'm like what am i gonna do so i tip the electrical guy because he fills out um he was really kind and he helped me with a bunch of stuff this paperwork i needed to fill out to close the permit so i gave him like you know 20 bucks then the plumbers come and they come like that day they were just gonna assess they're like you know what let's just do it now and they do it and then they draw me this diagram that they told me i needed the city the ordinance place is like, you just got to draw a diagram, you know, of the plumbing. And I'm like, come again? Yeah, just draw a diagram. I'm like, does it have to be done by someone? No, no, you could do it. I could do it. Why do you even need it then? If I'm doing it, why would you need it? I don't know how to draw. You're going to be okay with the sketch that I would mostly like you, you, giving somebody directions to somewhere? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If that's fine, then why do you need it at all? Because I could just make shit up. 
I don't know. It was so weird. But anyway, the plumbers were really nice. So we gave them some money. And then the movers were like so nice. Of course, again, they're used to dealing with seniors. So you got to tip them. Then you got to tip these girls who are moving. You know, you know how it works. You got to tip everybody, right? It's just we're just in a bad position for tipping, even though it's Christmas time. And I still haven't tipped my door guys or my car guys or the mail carrier because <laughs> she's, she's kind of sexy. <laughs> anyway, like I said, everybody was really nice and really efficient. You know, everybody just took care of shit like this. It, 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 the stuff they're asking for and fixing is just, you know, idiotic. But, you know, who cares? Whatever, right? We just want to end this. So we go to the new place and we're, uh, they're like, hey, why don't you guys go to lunch and we'll move everything in. And then these people, they, they also help her move, not just the movers, you know, these other people are working. They set up the place when they get there. It's a really good service. And so by the time they finished, it looked like she had lived there for 20 years. It's really a, a miracle and really worth every penny that we didn't have to pay for. So um, I'm, I've been trying to look, out one, look up one of the girls online. She's, she's age appropriate, so it's okay. I really want to go out with her, and she clearly made it clear that she was single. I just can't get her last name, and now I'm afraid to ask. Anyway, um, so she's like, why don't you guys go to lunch, and then you know we'll figure it out. And so we did. We went to that diner for the last time. They finally had chocolate pudding. And it was like, oh, this will be sad. And they couldn't have cared less that we said it was our – we didn't even say it was our last day. They were like so – they just weren't in the mood. I don't know what happened. So we're glad to be finished with that diner, I guess. We'll move on where we can have lunch with Joe Messina now. Uh, you know, uh, at Gus's Diner on 33. <laughs> as long as there's a diner nearby. So my mother got a, we also got her a parking space, right? She's like the last person that drives there. So they assign us a parking space, number 18, right? I'll never forget. There's, they assign us par- parking space, number 18. We go buy it on Thursday. Like, hey, let's take a look at your parking space. Here it is. There's a car park there. Of course there's a car park there. I'm like, well... I'm sure that'll be guy by tomorrow. It's like a white van or something. I don't know what it is. Not a van. It's a truck, white SUV, mini SUV. So <laughs> it's bothering me already. Like this is the one thing that was bothering me that there was somebody parked in the goddamn space that they just assigned us, right? So we, we I go do the routine and go home, get up early, drive back, and the movers are doing the move. We go to lunch. And then... I said, listen, I'm going to park in the visitor's place and you park in your space. But she came with me, the visitor. I hopped in the car and I said, well, let's park your car in your space. Of course, that car is there. Now, for the past two hours, I'd been trying to call the girl I've been working with to let her know, listen, that car better not be in that goddamn space. But I was saying politely, but I'm like, "I, I don't want that car there. I don't want any hiccups today. I don't want a thing like yesterday. Just make sure that car is gone. Of course, we get that cars in the fucking space. And now I'm, I'm losing it, right? I've been, I've been completely calm the entire time. But it's always going to be that little thing that sets you off. You know what I'm saying? So this girl, so the nice girl called and said, hey, somebody's been looking for her. Her name's Lily. She's been looking for her. She calls me, so she calls me up and she goes, hey, there's a couple things I need to. I'm like, there's somebody in the goddamn parking space. <laughs> And she's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I mean, so I'm like, yeah, there's somebody in her parking space. She's like, well, I don't know who's in the parking space. Well, find out. Who's in charge? She goes, I'm actually in charge of the parking spaces. But I can't patrol the whole area. I don't know. I'm like, but that's your fucking answer? I was so angry. I'm like, well, get, what, what the hell? Who is this person? They were here yesterday. I've been calling for two hours. 
That's not supposed to be anybody in the goddamn parking space. I'm the passenger seat. My mother's driving. And she's not saying anything, which is good. Because she knows I've been very calm and relaxed the whole time and handling everything, let's just say, very un-Dave Juskow-like. And I just finally lost it. And then she goes, well, I'm sorry. I'm having a rough day. And I'm like, you're having a rough? What the fuck kind of answer is that? <laughs> and she's like, "What? you could take part 44. And I'm like, forever? And now she's like, forever. I'm like, well, I can't decide. Put put Keith on the phone, like because I know that's the guy who's in charge of everything. You know what? She, he's like, he's not here. I'm like, well, I'm going to call him because I don't care about how your day has been. All I need to hear from you is like, we'll take care of it. You're an idiot. And I hung up. Uh, <laughs> so angry. We parked the car. Meanwhile, my mother doesn't tell us she needs a special toilet thing to go. She goes, well, no, I'll have to go in the lobby for the first week. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you fucking talking about? I guess she has some sort of seat thing that helps her sit down on the toilet. And she forgot to tell us to bring it. Like, like really the most important thing in the whole world. I don't know how you're not sitting on the toilet that morning waiting for the movers to come and be like, ooh, I got to remind them to take this toilet. Um, she goes, well, Beth is the only one that knows how to unscrew it. I'm like, Beth is the only one that knows how to. So, all right, now I'm just getting angry at my mother because I'm like, how did you not tell me the most important? You're going to have to go down to the fucking lobby. This is, it, all I could think about was when I was in college and I couldn't make a duty in the regular, you know, dorm bathrooms. I just wasn't ready. I mean, you know, you live with, you have your own bathroom or, you know, technically you share, but you have a bathroom with a lock on it for all your life. All of a sudden you're, you know, just in a public bathroom. It's very difficult. I got a lot of bathroom problems. So I would always go down to the lecture hall. It was called Texter <laughs> to make a duty for the first, like, well, forever, maybe the first year. I don't even know. I would go down to the fucking lecture hall, like late at night and, and, and make it. And it was like a quarter of a mile away. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my roommate was like, were you going down to Texter? I'm like, I'm going to Texter, right? Uh, <laughs> like he, he knew, <laughs> we still talk about it to this day. <laughs> you know, I had to go down to Texter. Um, th this what a picture of my mother, because it is a long walk to go where she needs to go to go to the bathroom. I'm like, well, we got to do something about this. And then I, so I, I relax and I'm like, wait a minute. This is the one problem we probably don't have. It's a goddamn senior citizen place. If they don't have a thing that... To, to help senior citizens go to the toilet, then we picked the goddamn wrong place. This is probably going to be easily remedied. But she's just got to pee really bad. So, I'm, you know, and I'm angry at this woman. So then I call the main guy and I calm down. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I yelled at this woman, but she was awful. She was absolutely awful. She was like, I'm having a bad day. Uh, you know, my son is, I'm like, I, I, I don't give a shit. Normally, I'm okay. I, I can't. This is a business. We're just, just say, I'll take care of that. You know, let me I just. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Who tells them the personal problem? So I told them, I'm like, this girl's this is awful. What the hell? And um, then they gave us the most awesome parking space, which is exactly right in front of where we need to be. So my mother says to work. All this worked out for the best. And hopefully they reprimanded him. He's like, well, I'll talk to her. And, he, and the guy's so nice. He goes, Dave, we, we need to get lunch. Or maybe, you know what? We should get dinner. We should get dinner. He's so nice. Everybody's nice there except this one person. And it was just one of those things. You know, I'm sure we've all, you've all been through it. You, you're calm. Everything's fine. Things are, there's hiccups. There's hiccups. I'm dealing with them. I'm dealing with them. There's one last one. And it's always going to be the smallest one. Who the fuck is this in our parking space? And she just goes, well, it must be an aide. I'm like, I don't give a shit who the fuck it is. I just needed today to go smoothly. It's like I called in advance to make sure it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So it was just one thing. But then, you know, I relaxed. And then we went up to the room. It was really unbelievable. And all these people were coming in, you know. The maintenance people, 
the uh, greeters, the ambassadors, they assign you somebody. I mean, it's really some sweet magic. The cable person, they fixed everything up, although they uh, put the wrong TV in the wrong place, so I fixed that later, which is a miracle. I got it to use one remote. How about me, right? That's like the most complicated thing in the planet, to be able to use one remote. I also undid her. Cable box just wants to keep her number. Oh, my God, right? I'm like, ah. Like rubbing my temples as I'm thinking about it. There's so much to do. Oh, and then, um, but so it's funny. So uh, they have like an internal thing, and she has a couple of friends that live there, and she's trying to make the calls, and she keeps calling all these wrong numbers. She goes, Hi, it's Rhoda Juskow. What, you don't remember me? Well, how could you not remember me? Has it been that long? Oh, I have the wrong number. <laughs> you, if you're calling an old person's room, like she called three people with the wrong number because she didn't know how the phone worked. That's like the worst thing you could ever do. That scares the hell. That scares the hell out of me. An unknown, an unknown number or a knock at the door. Meanwhile, so many people were knocking at her door, and we we're taking care of this stuff. There was an electrical socket that didn't work, so I'm like, oh my god, this is just like where Monica had that problem with that socket in Friends. And you know, all the young people are like, ah! <laughs> I'm like, ah, good. Uh, everything's going according to plan. Uh, but they have people coming by. Everybody's obviously really nice. So then we're sitting there, and she goes, I'm hungry. I didn't get dinner because I'm worried. Because so the girl's like, what should we take? She's like, well, you go through the spice rack and see what you want to take. I'm like, listen, Rhoda, we're leaving the spice rack. We're leaving the spice. Anything that's open, we're not taking. She's like, can I take a can of beans? Oh, fine, you can take a can of beans. I'm just like, she was the one important thing I told the girl that was in the refrigerator. She's like, I'm like, I assume we're taking that giant size thing of duck sauce. Oh my God, yes, I have to have duck sauce. Fine, you can pack that up. She's taking things out of the refrigerator, the freezer. I'm like, you know, we can get you new ones. Don't you want to start fresh? So I, at least I demanded, I mean, most of this stuff, as you know, as I've told you over the years, is completely expired. So I just want to throw it out. I said, anything that is open, we are not taking. If you have new stuff that is unexpired, we can take it. So we took a ketchup bottle and uh, I think a jar of mayonnaise or whatever. We're just looking through the spice. Like, you don't think I'll need cumin again or cumin? What is that? I'm like, no, because you're not cooking anymore. It's over. What I didn't realize. And then I realized they give you meals there, too. So what are we worried about? Because I was like, maybe Beth can come tomorrow and do some shopping. And I call. I was like, Beth, do you think you can go by Saturday? Because I can't take any. I, you know, I got to do podcast. She goes, no, I want to go kickboxing. I'm like. You, you can't just stop by to see if she's, she's, she's changed her mind. So, But I was really upset about that. I'm like, wait, you can't just go. I was, really, I was really uptight about it. I seen it three days in a row. I don't know. You know, after I left yesterday, I started to cry. I felt like I was leaving, uh, you know, my kids at college for the first time. She was fine. But I don't know. It affected me somehow that I, uh, I don't know. Again, a different chapter of, uh, you know, your mother's uh, now this is it, right? It's, it's depressing. Probably selfishly more than anything else, but she's fine. I've never seen anybody sleep so well. I've never seen an older person. She sleeps like there's just never anything on her mind. She's like, yeah, I always have a great night's sleep. She never gets up in the middle of the night. She just sleeps all the way through. It's unbelievable. I don't she's really got nothing on her mind. I think she's just really dumb, like our family. We're really stupid. <laughs> so her mind is so blank. She just has pleasant night's sleep all the time. I don't think she stresses about anything. I mean, maybe she started to stress while they were moving, but that's about it. I was like, yeah, I came in on Friday. Like, how'd you sleep? Fine. It, it was moving day. They're moving her bed. She's sleeping somewhere else the next day. I felt fine. 
Slept all the way through. I almost overslept. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, God, you're such a bitch. <laughs> so anyway, we're fixing the TV. She says, I'm hungry. And I'm like, and all of a sudden, there's like, like we wished it. There's a knock at the door. And they're like, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, of course. So they have a menu. And we filled out the menu. And then we filled out the menu for Saturday. I guess because of COVID and stuff, the restaurant's not open downstairs. But the best part is, um, and what time is dinner? Well, dinner ends at 4.30. <laughs> Right out of Seinfeld. What? Yeah, dinner ends at 4.30. What the fuck? Anyway, we got her some uh, salmon and some glazed carrots, and uh, she seemed very happy. While I was still setting up the stuff and unpacking some stuff, and I was there till about 8.30, 9 o'clock, which is, or maybe I was there even earlier, but it seems late there because everybody's in, if dinner stops at 4.30, that means everybody's powered down by 6 p.m., so... I don't know what happened. I don't know. So, yeah, it was just, uh, that's it, I guess. I just um, wanted to share. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not interesting. Maybe it is. And I don't know. Uh, again, I think my sister, you know, she's called me. I called her today. I was like, how things are? She's like, my slippers aren't packed. I'm like, I'm sure everything's packed. It's just could be another box. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. She's like, my feet are swollen. I'm like, all right, just relax. Don't go anywhere today. Just relax. She's like, I guess I'm not going anywhere today. It's the same thing all the time. But that's what everybody's mother is. It's just, um, you know, we still got to work on the house. But that's, you don't need to know all that stuff. I just thought uh, for some for some reason I thought, I don't know whether, that's the problem. I was like, wait, is, this isn't going to be interesting. But what can I do? This has been encompassing my week. The podcast is kind of about that. What can I do but to, uh, you know, kind of tell the story? I hate to leave you uh, for the, uh, it was just one week off, but I hate to leave you for the rest of the year with this, you know, podcast. But I, I, I feel like I made some of it entertaining. The paperclip story alone has to be a, an instant classic. No, I hope so. Uh, meanwhile, on Monday, or Sunday, you know, Sunday uh, I was here and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, uh, I can't take it. I, I don't know. I needed a break and I'm supposed to be putting up eBay items and stuff. You know, I'm selling stuff and I just like, I, I just need a break. And then of course, well, you know what happened is of course the two guests canceled and I'm like, well, here we go. So I started getting depressed, but I handled it. You know, I just, it was just making me upset. And I'm like, look, Monday I'm going to get wings and I don't care what happens. And I went totally by myself. Nobody else came. I couldn't care less. I was thrilled. I love going to that place. I'll be there this Monday. Well, right, this comes out on Tuesday, but I'll be every, I'll be there every Monday. If you want to see me, I'll be at Scruffy Duffy's. It's on 45th and 10th. <laughs> I'll be there every Monday until January 10th, just so you know. Right? Will they be there the Monday after things? Well, who cares? And then I will take a break from then. Maybe we should start some dietary restrictions because... You know what I ate for lunch yesterday at the diner? Uh, what is it called? Beef stroganoff. And then you say, why? Why would you? I'm like, I don't know why. It looked good in the picture. And that's how I judge things. Meanwhile, I think, yeah, I think I told you that Diana, the Broadway show is closing. And I was ha- talking to Dave Bryan, who wrote it, you know, from Bon Jovi. And I was like, can you be on our Billy Joel podcast? He goes, I got all that stuff going on. And I'm like, I haven't seen Diana. He's you got to see it. got to see it. But he didn't even know it was closing then. And then I tried to see it on Thursday, and then I realized I'm going to have because I thought I had a free day on Thursday that Beth would take care of, you know, our mother on Thursday, but she didn't. So I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me go down again. 
So I knew I was going to go down three days this week. And then that was the day I was maybe going to get tickets. Meanwhile, I realized, what am I doing? I can't get tickets. I can't get tickets to Broadway show. They're like $180 a piece. I definitely can't afford that. I'm tipping people with the, with the last uh, dollars because you have to. You have to. I don't know whether you guys saw uh, the Saturday Night Live with Billie Eilish, but it was, you know, it's good and bad. That cast now uh, sucks. I like that Kyle Mooney and really no one else. So it stinks. And that Kate McKinnon, if I got to watch her do anything one more time, I'm going to punch the TV. And she is god awful, really awful, mugging and just not funny. There are people who mug for the camera who are hilarious every time. And she's not one of them. She thinks she's so funny. And can you blame her? Everyone told her she is. She's technically the breakout star of, but God, she stinks. So that's annoying. But when the guest is good, like I've always said, it's fun. And Billie Eilish was fun. You just don't expect her to be fun. She's happy. She's smiling. You know, she always seems so depressed early on, and she was wonderful. And they have this unbelievable TikTok. If you haven't seen it, I don't know whether it's on YouTube, but they have an unbelievable TikTok video, which I had to watch multiple times. It is perfect. I don't know who's making that stuff, but boy, is it a wonderful, really terrific statement on uh, a TikTok. I got to say, you know, that's the thing about a thing like Saturday Night Live is that, you know, many times you, they're going to hit it. They're going to get it right. There's too many talented people writing there. On the flip side of that, I've heard that they've hired a lot of bad people because I'm just going to say it, this diversity issue, which I get, which makes sense. But I've heard from a lot of my friends who have not been able to hire some of the more talented people they wanted because they have to hire diverse. And I'm saying this as an older white man who's hearing it from a lot of my friends who are in the business. They have to hire now lesser talented people because they're not allowed to hire somebody like me, uh, almost 60-year-old white man. Some of my friends in show business are getting shut out and it's not fair to say we've had our time because these guys weren't around when it was their time. They haven't been uh, older, middle-aged white men before, so it's not very fair. I'm not saying that there hasn't been fairness for everybody else. That's a fact. We know that. But really, you know, you want the most talented person there. And the fact that we're hiring all these people that aren't as good as the next person because we're doing this is not a great forward thinking plan there has to be an in-between somewhere so i was talking to a very very close friend who works on a very popular television show i am not going to mention their name and uh that person was up for or you know he had a very close friend an intimate friend who is running a show a showrunner i believe on abc who would be perfect for the job and she was told by the higher-ups she was not allowed to hire him because he was a white man. And she then had to hire, um, I believe, a, a black, I don't know whether it was black or Spanish, I think it was a Spanish person. And I have been also told by the, the person, the showrunner has said, this person is not qualified to be on the show, to be writing on this show. They don't have enough experience because I wasn't allowed to hire the person that had more experience. Now, then, of course, you can go on and say, well, 
you know, we need to give people more of the experience. But we all know how it works. You have to go up the ladder. So maybe her first experience shouldn't be on a network show. It should be on, like, you know, the way I started on uh, the USA Network strip poker. You know what I'm saying? you got to work your way up. And just because you're Latino or black or something doesn't mean you all of a sudden get a job on Saturday Night Live, which apparently is happening. It takes time. And that's the part I think they're forgetting. And it's not just entertainment industry. You know, I've got a lot of friends, obviously people my age, they're in under other industries and they're getting passed over for people that aren't as qualified because of the diversity issue. Now, again, I know I get the diversity issue and it's a, it's a major thing and it needs to be addressed. But if we're not picking the more qualified person, then there's a chink in the armor. A chink. Is that, did I say that right? Because that sounds hilarious because I said the word chink, but <laughs> oh, I'm good at getting myself into more hot water. But yeah, I think, and it's funny because nobody's, nobody can address it because then you just seem racist if you're even addressing it. And that's why I'm wondering if I dare bring this up on Marina's podcast today, where I'm going to be on with these uh, Cl- Clarice, uh, Clarissa, what's her name? Clarice Hawkins, you know, uh, black women that, you know, will probably really let me have it which is great i like talking about it. you know let's open the conversation but again as a white man i i really don't have a say anymore uh you know just people are just gonna jump on me anyway and i get that and it's just something i've uh, been uh you know that happened this week i was talking about i was very upset and he you know my friend was very upset and um you know what are you gonna do meanwhile i have another friend that was kind enough to get me a cameo of my favorite actor of all time, William Daniels. If you don't know William Daniels, you might know him for this. I'm Kit, a creation of Night Industries for the exciting and action-filled NBC television series, Night Rider. Mr. Adams, I say you should write it. To your legal mind and brilliance we defer. Is that so? Well, if I'm the one to do it, they'll run their quill pens through it. I'm obnoxious and disliked, you know that, sir. Yes, I know. But I say you should write it. Franklin, yes, you. Hell no. Yes, you, Dr. Franklin. You. But. You. But. You. But. Yes, William Daniels, my favorite. He played John Adams in 1776. I have been trying my entire life to imitate that. And he says, David, I understand you do an imitation of me. I mean, well, now I'm doing Tony Roberts, but uh, I just can't get in the flow. But, um, oh my God, it was exciting. I don't know how old he is. He was Mr. Feeney on uh, Boy Meets World. He's very old, but it was very exciting. Very exciting. Meanwhile, my sister is trying to get her husband a Christmas gift. I can't say what it is because I don't know whether this will come out and sometimes he listens, so I can't tell you yet. But it's good. Let's just say, Dave Jessica wouldn't mind that as well. So that's a little, maybe a hint. I don't know. The guys have asked me to go tailgating this weekend at the Giants game. And I don't want to go because it's just not, I don't know, you know, something's missing. But the funny thing is, the Giants are in, the New York Giants are in such bad shape that as of yesterday, they sent an email to their season ticket holders Get, hold on to your hats. That they're giving out because they know they're bad. So to entice them to come to the 
to, to entice them to come to the Cowboys Giants game, the most anticipated game every season. Cowboys Giants, the legendary rivalry. It's like Yankees Red Sox, Cowboys Giants. They're giving a medium free soda. I'm not even goddamn kidding. That's what the Giants organization. I'm so glad I'm not a Giants fan now because that's what something the Jets would do. And they're not even offering a goddamn free soda. The Jets should totally be like, hey, we're giving away large sodas. No, they made it very clear. Only, you only get one and you can have a medium. And so uh, the headline today in the paper, I mean, I already heard about this, but the headline in the post today is like, fans to Giants, colon, stick your free soda. <laughs> yeah, people are really pissed. People are really pissed that they're offering a free soda. Now, if it is a fountain soda, that's not a horrible plan. But boy, is that lame. What? I wonder what makes them think that will solve all the woes of the Giants. And the funny thing is, here it is again. The Giants, you know, you won two Super Bowls. Sure, things haven't been great for 10 years, but you won one in the 2000s and you beat Tom Brady twice. Just relax, <laughs> you know? You'll be good again soon. You don't know what it's like, God damn it. You know, it's like the Yankees and Giants. I'm like, shut up. You can't be good all the time. I know how it is, but, you know, it's just the Jets and the Mets just, uh, you're waiting for so long. Meanwhile, my favorite show, Emily in Paris, is very smart. They're never going to talk about COVID. Nobody's going to wear masks. They're not going to talk about COVID. I like that because Emily in Paris is stupid. It's escapism. So they're like, yeah, we decided not to do it. I'm like, good. Yes, let's do that. Meanwhile, I don't know whether you saw Sex in the City. I saw the first episode. I don't know whether I'll ever watch it again. And as you know, I've seen every episode of Sex in the City because it was a very entertaining show and both movies. I hated the second one, although that opening is not to be believed. Seriously, the opening of Sex in the City 2, I've talked about multiple times, uh, not being a gay man, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, being certainly being a friend of the gays and realizing uh, gayness. <laughs> this, this podcast, <laughs> if I ever run for Manhattan for a president, choose this one <laughs> to uh, kick me out. Um, <laughs> uh, that the, the ultimate gay wedding uh, with Liza Minnelli at the wedding, I mean, that is just goddamn brilliant. And I could watch that scene a hundred times. It's absolutely brilliant. Other than that, the movie's horrible. So I watched the first episode, and everybody knows that uh, Chris Noth uh, dies on a Peloton because everybody's been talking about it because then they have the commercial, and it's all just nonsense and stupid. He didn't want to be in the show, so they kill him off, which is just a stupid way to start off the show. You'd be better off just saying, dude, let's just break up again. I don't, it's just dumb. Don't be in the show at all like Samantha. I don't know. It's just stupid. Don't do the show. Because it's stupid. The whole show, all they're talking about is how old they are. Everybody's coming up. Look, I'm a 57-year-old man. I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm like, we get it. Everyone's old. We get it. Meanwhile, it gets worse because not only does Chris not die on the Peloton because, you know, I do soul cycle, so I've been, that's my worst fear of having a heart attack on that. So I, why would I want to see that? Secondly, that guy Stanford comes out. He goes, look, I'm 57, and he's dead already. So he, he's in that show posthumously. It, it's uh, So who the fuck would want to watch that show? It was awful. I mean, and why would I want to see the second episode? So now we're going to go to the funeral? Who needs it? Who needs it? 
I got enough tr- tough stuff in my life anyway that I'm trying to make funny. I don't need your crappy fucking stupid show without Samantha. And now without Big, who's like my favorite, who now is in a whole bunch of sexual trouble too. All these girls are coming out, you know, out. I've already known about this. I mean, everybody knew about this. Chris Noth was a legendary, uh, what do you call it, lecturer, you know, with uh, he's tall, he's handsome, he likes the ladies, and he likes to drink. You know, I don't, I, I really don't believe he did anything against anybody's will. You know, he just liked partying, and he liked hitting on girls. I've been with him multiple times when it's happened, and all I've seen is the girls are just like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe he likes me. I, What? Oh, everybody has a story like that, I guess. I don't I don't know. Ugh, it's just getting more frustrating. This guy seems like an upstanding guy, so I, I you know, it's hard to say. So so here we go. So now uh what have I done on this podcast except stick myself in the fucking face? Uh uh made some sort of derogatory comic that the diversity should be out the window. Uh no men should be uh accused for sexual harassment anymore, and then I did some sort of gay thing. So really, I'm uh, batting a hundred or a thousand here. Boy, I am really a mess. Obviously, I'm a mess. They also uh, delayed. You know, COVID is just rising again. I think I'm going to get my booster shot on Christmas Eve. Right? Perfect. Christmas Eve at the Museum of Natural History. Could I get it closer? Yes, I could. But is it more fun to get your shot at the Museum of Natural History? You're damn right it is, and that's a story. Christmas Eve. The perfect time to get it. You know what I'm going to get? Pfizer. Because all they're saying is, well, if you had J&J, you're really not vaccinated. (laughs) They just keep coming up with new stuff like, boy, if you had the J&J, you are in big trouble. So they said Pfizer or Moderna keeps changing every day. I'm like, wait, which is better? Because they first said Moderna with the J&J works better. But I've read seven things. And they all say, get either or. And now everybody's saying Pfizer is better with the Omicron, but Moderna is better with the Delta. There's no way to win. I'll get the booster. I know it's going to make me sick because the first J&J shot did. And they said, if it made you sick the first time, you're probably going to get sick again, which is why I waited so goddamn long. And quite frankly, I don't even know whether I need the booster because, you know, I'm the last person that I didn't even catch it. You know, like I'm I'm the only person left that hasn't catch it. Besides running myself down, I'm usually pretty immune to this kind of stuff, but I guess I'll get it because everybody's getting it. They closed Radio City Music Hall. No more Rockettes this season. They're closing all the Broadway shows. And now, like last year, and of course running the football tour, there's a goddamn disaster. They're having games on Tuesdays again. They moved the game that was supposed to be today. I was looking forward to watching this game. I got a lot of money riding on it, and they moved it to Monday. But that's probably better because Baker Mayfield was out the quarterback. They were down to their fourth-string quarterback in Cleveland. The whole team is out. They had like 20 players out. So they're moving the game from Saturday afternoon to Monday night. So that might give them a better chance. Then they're moving the Seattle-Los Angeles Rams had like 30 people out. So they're moving that to Tuesday and then there's another game. They're moving to Tuesday. Everything's a mess again. But what I can't tell, and I do think it's a media thing, is is anybody really getting sick or dying? So I, I don't know. I don't know. if it, it seems like a lot of people are asymptomatic, but they keep testing positive. Right. The NHL uh, shut down the Avalanche and Panthers until Christmas. College basketball games across the country have been canceled this week. The Bulls were unable to play two games this week after 10 players as well as the staff 
I think Sean Payton on the Saints um, is now out. It is a, a mess, and it's funny that it's coming back. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I Again, I wish they'd close everything down again. You know how much I enjoyed it. But they are saying they are not going to. But Alon wrote me yesterday and said, all the comics are getting it. You better be careful. You better get that booster shot. So, I mean, I get, I am a little nervous walking around without the booster shot. But like I said, um, I was thinking about getting it today. But Christmas Eve uh, is perfect. I ain't doing anything Christmas Day. I don't have any plans on Christmas Eve. I'm Jewish. That's a perfect day to, you know, be logy. So I got, you know, if I got it today, that would be okay because then it'll affect me Sunday. I could take the day off and just watch football. So that's what I'll do on uh, that day. And, and if it does indeed affect me, but uh, they have made it clear if you were affected the first time, then it might happen again. So that just sucks. And that's the reason I've been putting it off because, oh God, I don't get the flu ever. So when they inject me with it, you know, the part of the flu or whatever it is, then I get it. And I just, I don't ever get sick like that. It just doesn't happen to me. Aches and pains, not being able to move and chills. Who wants that again? I think I'd rather just get the regular virus. I don't even know if I want to get the booster shot at this point. I'm talking myself out of it as I'm talking. It's not such a great plan. Well, listen, folks. Uh, what else? I mean, I, that's that's pretty much it. I just, I guess, I just want to say a few parting words, and I, I I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. It's a little all over the place. It's not really all over the place. We're concentrating on one thing, but that's all my fault, and I apologize if I haven't given you the the uh, delight uh, and of the of what the nightfly usually provides as we go into this. Uh, Next phase of uh, Just Get With The City, of course, I'll probably try and bring out a little bit more description of uh, living in this uh, beautiful city of New York City, especially at this time of the year. I try and uh, paint a picture, as you would have, the Bob Ross of podcasts, Um, and that's what maybe I'll try and do more as we uh, talk about Just Get With The City. Of course, I need to get out of the house more and now I'm going to, I put myself into the nightfly is a better deal because it's all about a guy just sitting inside and talking on the radio. But now I'm going to have to experience stuff, which is going to be problematic. So who knows how that'll work? Meanwhile, like I said, we'll get Molly Heckerling on if that's um, interesting to you. It's interesting to me. I love all that kind of story. We can talk to her about, you know, she likes she doesn't mind talking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and that's good for me. Your mother goddamn directed it. It's uh, unbelievable. And then we can talk about. Groundhog Day and Ghostbusters because she was there or, you know, for she's involved somehow, which is goddamn exciting. She had a Rodney Dangerfield story on the Tuesday show when we had her on last week, which is amazing. And then maybe we'll have Olga and Courtney on. We'll talk about man stealing because I like these kind of things. We'll just try and keep it down to about 20 minutes and then just do the regular show, you know. Otherwise, of course, we had the Billy Joel podcast, which has just been sucking. I'm just saying it's sucking because the L's. Every song in the L's is bad. I don't even know what's coming up this week. Do it. Wait, I just did. Oh, Leningrad. Oh, fuck. And this song, Long, Long Time. It's all bad. I mean, you know, we try and make bad songs into good songs anyway. But yipes, you know. We're we're taking a break on that, too. That won't be coming out. This will be the last week of Billy Joel podcast for a week. And then what I wanted to do, but Ilan's such a stickler for it. He's like, it's like dealing with my goddamn sister. 
I mean, this guy with not being able to put the entertainer in the E's or the ballad of Billy the Kid in the B's because he's like, no, it starts with the. We got to do all the thes together. That's so stupid. I finally caught him. I want to play it all. I want to catch that audio going, ah, I should have rethought that. Yeah, no kidding, douchebag. I'm so angry about that. I can't even begin to tell you all these thes, you know. Oh, it's so stupid to not have Billy, the ballad of Billy the Kid. The ballad of Billy the Kid. It should totally be in the bees. All that kind of stuff, right? And um, I was like, dude, why don't we just go crazy, put out everything, you know, do go crazy, put out all the L's, the interview, everything by the end of the year. And then we come out blasting in 2022 with Miami 2017 and my life, you know, the good ones. It'd be awesome. He's like, no, I think we have to stick to the format, which is kind of funny that I'm saying that because, you know, that's my favorite thing to do. But I'm like, come on, you got to juice it up a little bit. This guy's so dull sometimes. I get so mad at him sometimes. He's so dull. I was going through the thing, and he goes, hi, I'm Elon Allman. He said he's so boring sometimes. I, gotta, I, I was like, you, you got to say it like uh, like Ryan Seacrest in America's, American Idol, like, and this is Billy Joel A to Z. It's like I got to I – gotta, Wake him up. The guy's like, I was talking to his wife, and he's, she's like, yeah, oh, this guy, he's like, he's just the ice, the ice queen, <laughs> or whatever you'd call somebody that just, nothing phases him, you know? Uh, so that's uh, a little problematic, but slightly problematic, because he's still a good boy, and that's the important thing. I know I'm supposed to have a show at the Westside Comedy Club on January 6th, but I got to tell you, I think I'm done with that club. I'm done with that woman who works works there. I don't know, but I'm supposed to have the show there. I asked Sam Morell to do it. He's the only person I texted so far. It's coming up. I really don't know what to do. I'm very confused, and I just don't care. I just don't care, and I don't know. But, but all that being said, let's try and get organized. Let's get it together. And on January 4th, we will come back with our new episode of Just Gow in the City. I guess that's what I should call it, right? <laughs> I'm still second guessing, but I don't care. I don't even know how you make the change. I guess I just changed the photo and the title, I guess, on the ACAST, and then it goes out everywhere. I really don't know. So I'm sure a bunch of stuff will still say the Nightfly, but for now, that is the plan. Just Gow in the City. I'm not sure how it's going to be organized. Maybe it'll be exactly the same, but I got two weeks to think about it, and it's going to be beautiful. All the same stories, the same nonsense, the stuff you love. Um, the pretty much just Dave Just Gal podcast. So, I just hope I didn't um, let anybody down. We're gonna take a week off. I hope everybody has such a happy holiday. If you're celebrating Christmas time, Christmas time, and whatever you're doing on the New Year, my God, again, I have no idea what to do. Do I? I, I don't want to go down to the cellar. I'll probably go to the cellar, but I don't know what I'm gonna do. Would I be okay just staying in again this year? I don't know. I do get depressed. It's a, it's a Friday night. So it's a long weekend for everybody, which is the most important thing. And again, like I said, we'll see you on Tuesday, January 4th. And that's the most important thing. So we can all be together when, as I said from the beginning, as Three's Company turns into Three's a Crowd. But this time, as the Nightfly becomes Just Gow in the City. Starts January 4th, 2022. Thursdays. No. Uh, be there. I'm trying. I'm pointing as I do it like it's a, like an ad. Oh, I should make an ad. It's Just Gow in the City. And on this episode, Just Gow gets into some big trouble at Taco Bell. Thursdays. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great holiday. I hope everybody stays safe. I hope you don't catch the variant. And I'll see you in 2022 on January 4th. Good night, everybody. Mount Belzoni.